MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number three on a Friday night here on the Nightcap, and I'm going to lose a gross bet. That's just gross. But last night, for those of you who joined us, uh, as we sweated out and somehow brought home Pittsburgh minus six when they threw the game away, we go to overtime and we win by seven. So what goes around comes around. It all evens itself out. Wyoming tonight, absolute right side, took the 14. Uh, They're down by six. They're in Boise territory once upon a time. Shortly thereafter, they throw an interception, gets run down to the 10. Boise scores a touchdown. Uh, oh, by the way, Boise State, on their second drive of the game, kicked a field goal, and oh my goodness, go! Go! Oh! Oh! That is unbelievable! You know what? What goes around doesn't come around. I just I got to re- love... Grab the rub- a rabbit's foot. Are you kidding me? That is spectacular. All right, let's bring in Jared Smith because I, in my wildest imaginations, did not think we had a chance. They have done nothing offensively, the Pokes, and they just went 70 yards to the house to get the, On the back smurf to turf. cover. 
on the Smurf turf. <laughs> um, maybe it's just your night. Maybe My it's your week. God. I don't Jim. know, man. Just Bill, empty the bankroll tomorrow, bud. You're having, a, you're having the, the, the lucky charms this week. Yikes. Villanova needs to start uh, scoring some buckets here. Oh, mm. my goodness gracious. I can't believe that just happened. That was, I was fun. I was writing the eulogy. I was giving the eulogy <laughs> to Wyoming. You know, Boise State kicks a field goal in the first quarter. Uh, boy, uh, Wyoming's offsides. They get a uh, chance. They score a touchdown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. All right. So, with that, that being said, uh, I actually we haven't talked a ton of NFL today, so I want to I want to jump into the sure. NFL card. It's been a, a weird week, you know. I was uh, I think uh, let me look at my I have uh, raw data here. I was one of uh, 3.7 million people who had Ravens starting a teaser, uh, so that was <laughs> gone. Um, I don't know what's going on right now at the NFL, Jared. You look at two weeks ago, right? Prior to the Jets pulling the outright upset of the Bengals, we hadn't seen these big dogs come home, and now we've seen five in the last, you know, two weeks and change with the first game here. So, you know, what do you make of this? Is this a spot to start looking, hunting for the dogs? You know, what what do you? What's your kind of uh, analysis of this kind of bizarre nature which we're in right now? Yeah, Tim, it's been the uh, the the soup du jour, the question of the week. Is this just, you know, do you just ignore favorites now? I think that's the wrong approach. I think you just continue to look at each game individually. Um, and you're going to be wrong on some games, just like a lot of people were wrong on the Ravens last night. Although last night, um, there were some signs of reverse line movement. Everyone was on Baltimore. The line did not lengthen at all throughout the week. In fact, it kind of firmed up a little bit. Um, it, after it hopped over that key number of seven, it didn't really keep moving towards eight or nine or 10. It just kind of stopped right there. So there were a little bit of, you know, sharp inklings that maybe there was some money coming in on Miami that, uh, you know, we weren't really talking about too much and, and, you know, they played great in that game. The defense played great, but each individual game is its own separate entity. Um, that being said, there's some games on the card this week that already look like some of the bigger dogs are starting to firm up, uh, Detroit. I'm starting to see that number move towards. Uh, Detroit over the last 24 hours or so. Same thing with Atlanta and uh, Dallas. Um, it looks like Buffalo and New York and the Colts and the Jags. Those are two numbers that are probably stay and Tampa Bay, Washington. Those are, you know, some of the bigger lines that I think are kind of staying relatively long and that are kind of either moving towards the favorite or not moving at all. Um, but I, 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 don't, I wouldn't take the approach of, oh, all the underdogs have been covering. Let's just bet all the dogs this week. Uh, because as you know, these things have, have a funny way of evening out. Um, and what you don't want to do is be on the wrong side of it when it does even out. There were some people that were on the wrong side of the favorites train over the last two weeks that might just want to hop on the other side. But I think you just stay consistent because uh, the NFL, as you know, it's a buy low, sell high kind of market. So uh, there's some interesting lines, though, this week for sure that, uh, you know, remember, no, maybe some more underdogs are uh, ticketed to win outright. Well, you know how, you know, I think and I think I don't think you a hundred percent are all in and nothing in, you know, in gambling, however you handicap or, or look at things is, is just, you go one way and that's it. But you know, I embrace the stink. There's a little fishiness, right? Um, <laughs> of course. New Orleans and Tennessee is the stinkiest line of the week. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I got new Orleans at three, uh, and, and there's really no threes that you can get at minus minus one ten anymore. And even with Alvin Kamara going out, that was kind of assumed that was baked in this line. So, you know, you're looking at Tennessee. They're at home. They have covered four straight games as an – they've won four straight games outright as a dog. Uh, they've won five straight. 
and now they're only laying two and a half or a juice three. This line makes no sense, especially, I mean, there's no Jameis Winston. You're rolling with Trevor Simeon. So you know the way I think. I just did my bankroll for the week. I'm on the Saints. So I, I think this is the spot. I like the Saints here. Call me crazy. So I don't know if this is a game that you targeted, but this line is incredibly fishy. Tremendous teaser spot, too, for New Orleans. Through three and seven, low total. You know, this is like textbook teaser spot. Um, when you look at Tennessee, to me, it's all about Mike Rabel and the mindset of this Titans team. When they're a favorite and they're supposed to win, he's under 500 against the spread. When they're an underdog in his tenure with the Titans, they're 17 and nine against the spread. So that's really what this game comes down to. And then on the other side, the Saints, if you look at their prior, so they've lost three games this year, their prior two losses, the weeks after that, they've covered both times. Since 2015, under Sean Payton, 22 and 10 against the spread in a bounce back week. So I, I just think that's kind of the zigzag approach that I would take with this game. And then you throw in the fact that Walt Camara was announced today, which shouldn't move the line, but it didn't. So that to me, you know, makes me think that the Saints are the right side in this game. Uh, obviously, once they kick the ball off, anything could happen. Um, but all of the things that you mentioned about the stinkiness of this line, plus those reverse trends, the bounce back letdown type trends and Mike Vrabel's, you know, affinity to cover as an underdog and to win as an underdog. But maybe when they're supposed to win, that's when the Titans struggle a little bit. I would not be surprised if this is the week we see a guy like Mark Ingram go off, um, you know, especially with Kamara out. I think New Orleans is going to have to get creative. Uh, maybe this is the week that Taysom Hill, you start to see his packages start to have a little bit more impact. Uh, you know, we know it's going to be Simeon, but at some point I expect to see Hill and maybe not an extended run, but at least some, you know, pockets throughout the game. I think we're going to see Taysom Hill get his chance. And I, to me, this is it's all about where the line value is, where it's moving, where it's not moving. And then, of course, all of those trends we talked about. And I agree with you with the Saints this week. I think they're a, a really, really good spot. Yeah, who dat nation. By the way, it's gone final. Mm. Boise State has won. <laughs> Wyoming has covered. I'll say this. It was a miraculous cover, but Wyoming plus 14 was the right side. It was the right side. It was 13 to 7. They had the ball, bad interception. I know you think I'm crazy. It was the right side. We got it home. And uh, once again, rub a that, win's a win. You don't have to apologize rub, to me. Rub that right? rabbit's foot a little bit more. <laughs> I, I'm I'm terrified about the carnage that's coming tomorrow night. I don't even know what's going to happen. Uh, I might just have a kid come up to me and like kick me in the shin or something like that. Uh, let's go to Sunday Night Football. This is going to be an incredible volume game here in Las Vegas. We were talking to Derek Stevens earlier in the show. I mean, the, the city's a buzz. Uh, Kansas mm. City fans are everywhere uh, for oh, this wow. game. And uh, they're anticipating favorite money, even though Las Vegas is the hometown team. I I'm intrigued by this because you know how I would think normally. And I'd say, you know, you got to go with the Raiders here. I, I and I might be crazy, Jared. I think this is finally the buy low spot on Kansas City. They're two and seven ATS. Uh, I think dating back to last year, they're like four and 18 or something like that in their last 22 games. I mean, they just can't cover. And now it's under a field goal. I don't know where Las Vegas' head's at. And it, it just feels like the AFC West has said, oh, Kansas City, you're down. That's okay. Here you go. You could still take the division. It's, it's there for you. <laughs> so I, I, it's hard for me not to take the candy, and maybe I'm a sucker, but I, I laid two and a half with Kansas City. Well, it's never a sucker for taking the candy. Um, I, he, here's the thing about this game. 
So you're right. This is the buy low spot because I don't really put a ton of credence into home field advantage much anymore. Um, the numbers say that, you know, maybe it's worth the point, point and a half, maybe, you know, at max, if it's like a place like Arrowhead, maybe two points. So I don't put a ton of stock into the Raiders home field advantage in this game. And when you look at the line value, well, the Chiefs have not been favored by shorter than two and a half points all season. They were favored by two and a half against Buffalo. Some spots were was three. Um, but for the most part, that game closed two and a half. So this is basically telling you that they're valuing Vegas in a very similar role to Buffalo. And I, I don't make that evaluation at all. I think Buffalo's head and shoulders above Las Vegas. So I think the fact that you're getting the Chiefs below a field goal line analysis wise makes a ton of sense to me. That's the buy low spot for them. Mahomes in prime time under a field goal against the team. He's five and one straight up against in his career. Now, say what you want about the Chiefs. The, the numbers are so just weird. I mean, the it, in the NFL, I, the, this, this trend is something I've been very curious with over the last two seasons. It's been about between 75, 80%. When a team covers the spread, they win the game. So that hasn't been the Chiefs. Six and 14 ATS, 14 and six straight up. It's the opposite. Crazy. So at some point, I expect to see regression to the mean with those numbers. They are going to start covering games that they're winning. And I think this obviously being a short spread is the week to do it. So I'm with you on Kansas City. Um, the, the Raiders, I got some ass if they were a good teaser spot this week. Eh, higher total too, game. Too you know how I feel about that. Totals too high. I agree. I, I agree. And and and, and I, we, you know, we did the show with Ross Tucker this week. And I think that's where he's more apt to tease totals with, you know, with, with tease games with higher totals. And yeah. I'm not. But I, I think there is some credence to doing a game uh, with, with, the, with the Chiefs this week because of that low number. All right, Jared, you're going to hang out for one more segment like you, you always got it, do. Bud. Jared Smith from PicksWise. We got an update from out at Pauly Pavilion that's making a happy host. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCats designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCats in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA with Danielle Alvari. I'm sure she was talking about this UCLA game. And now with our guy, Will the Hill in New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. And speaking of New York, that's where we uh, stay as we are on Friday nights. We check in. It's now Saturday morning with our guy, Jared Smith. Check him out. Picks wise uh, at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Uh, Villanova and UCLA update. Cedric the Entertainer in the house. <laughs> Jessica Alba there. Uh, the who's who. Bill Walton, of course. Uh, the Wildcats have taken the lead here. Uh, that's what we like to see. Got the four and a half with uh, Villanova. This uh going to be a fun game. Uh, Villanova 0 for 5 to start the game from 3. Have hit 3 straight. Uh, so nice little run here for the Cats, 27 to 25. Uh, before we switch to the college card, um, any uh, any more thoughts? So we hit on Kansas City. Uh, that's mm. a spot uh, that you like. New Orleans, a spot that both you and I uh, like as well. Uh, any other games that are jumping out at you as Colin Gillespie buries a 3 top of the arc? <laughs> Nice to see him back out there, huh? Um, I, I think with the the favorites this week, if I were going to back two of the bigger favorites this week, I think Tampa Bay and Indy certainly look appetizing. And I know you're like, Jared, what are you crazy? All the favorites <laughs> lost last week. Um, I don't I don't look at it that way. I, I look at each game individually, and 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 I see Indy as a, you know coming off a long break. I think getting T.Y. Hilton back is huge. We saw the spark he provided. 
And I just think in general, I am much more confident in my handicap of the Jaguars than I am in their ability to handle prosperity. We saw what happened the last time they won a game. Granted, they did have a bye at, before this game, but after their last win, they, you know, they went to Seattle and they laid an absolute egg. And I, I would certainly put the Colts offense in a better spot right now uh, than the Seahawks offense because of just how good Jonathan Taylor is. And, you know, say what you want about Carson Wentz. Um, you know, his past, but his presence has been pretty good. He's played pretty well this year. So I, I think the Colts are a team that can maybe stretch their legs a little bit this week. Um, and then with the Bucks, I, I'll be honest. I, I was, I was shocked that this line didn't, you know, open over 10, mm -hmm. um, because of just how good Tampa Bay's offense is. And I do think that the, uh, injuries to Washington's key spots up front, I saw the centers out Montez sweat is out their entire right side of their offensive line is struggling. Um, I do like that the Bucks are getting a little healthy. They won't get Gronk or AB back, but they will get uh, Murphy Bunting back, and they'll get also Scotty Miller back. So I, I do think that the Bucks, if you are going to lay some points this week, Tampa Bay and Indy would be the only two spots I'd probably be willing to lay it. Uh, and I'll be honest, I, I really like the the Vikings this week, but I'm starting to see the line move against them off a of three, and that scares yeah, me. And they, so that's they probably got, more in the lean territory. And they got some COVID issues. I think Harrison Smith's yeah. out with COVID, so yeah. I, I'm staying away from that. Um, I agree. Interesting college card, and I know you're kind of like me. You don't like to bet on, on your favorite team, uh, your alma mater, Penn State. Um, this is a fascinating game for me. I played under 48 and a half. I talked about it a little earlier in the show. Didn't make the bankroll, but, you know, wind gusts up in the mid-20s, uh, temps in the low 40s, rain off and on. And it just feels like, right, this is going to be a sloppy game. Uh, no quorum for Michigan. So I feel like Michigan is going to want to, with Haskins, just kind of slow things down. I don't know how healthy Cade McNamara is. Uh, and, and you know this Penn State team as well as anybody. So, you know, what is your assessment of this game? And uh, for Penn State to win as a short home dog, you know, what has to happen? I think this is a great matchup for Penn State. Um, unlike Ohio State, who wants to spread it out and really put pressure on the outside of the defense. Um, not to say that the outside of the Penn State defense isn't good, but I think if there's a strength of the Penn State defense, it's certainly the interior. Ellis Brooks is a, is a man-possessed. Um, they've got some, they've got some guys, uh, up front. Now they don't have one guy that's really could help them win this game. And that's PJ Mustafer. Um, and they've given up a lot of rushing yards since he's gone out. Um, and I think that's the game. That's the spot that if Michigan is going to win this game, it's going to be running the football play action. And they're going to be able to have success running the football. Um, I, I think Jahan Dotson, again, he's mm -hmm. had a couple of opportunities on the national stage to really come out and show you how good he is. Um, it's a noon game, but it's still kind of the marquee game in that early window. I, I think he's the guy for Penn State that if they do end up winning this game, you're going to say, wow, that Jahan Dotson's pretty good. He might be a first-round pick. Um, and I think he's he him on one side and uh, Brooks on the other side, I think, are the two guys that stand out to me for Penn State. And I, I would say on the Michigan side, if McNamara's hurt and it's a one-dimensional offense, that it could be a long day. And, and that underspot certainly uh, rings true. Yeah, and I, I think, too, with Jim Harbaugh, maybe he learned his lesson, but – you know, with Cade McNamara hurt a little bit. That's why I think the pace could be slowed down. Um, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So I don't have a play on a side, uh, but I did play under 48 and a half. You know, just looking at the full board, um, you know, uh, I played Ohio State, laid the 20 and a half. Just Love a, Ohio a State. Phenomenal spot. I mean, thinking about yeah. Purdue. Uh, now they're a public dog. I mean, last week I was talking to Chris Andrews. It was 11 to 1 ticket count of Michigan State. Now it's 2 to 1 on Purdue. It's like, oh. it's beautiful. You know, it's music to my ears. Uh, but when you look at it, is there any other games 
uh, just jumping out at you that uh, you fired away? I know you like to get in early, so uh, some of your favorite yeah. plays. I do get in early on, and I would say if I had to rank them, I'd say Ohio State was my favorite play of the week. Um, they were the first game I bet, and I got it at 19. And I'm, I I wouldn't be shocked if it closed a little under 21 because, as you said, there are a lot of tickets coming in on the Boilermakers. I, I, I don't understand. Um, I mean, I, I do understand, but it's, it is kind of funny how Purdue was catching three against Michigan State. And let's be honest, the rankings don't have a whole lot of gap between Ohio State and Michigan State. It just shows you how little the rankings actually mean. And the power ratings really hold the true weight of how good these teams are. And Ohio State laying three touchdowns this week. Um, I, I would say at three touchdowns is probably where I'd lay off. It, it may, maybe it'll firm up. Um, you know, maybe it'll move towards Purdue on Saturday. But I think anything under three touchdowns is go zone for me for the Buckeyes. Um, I, I think Michigan State bounces back this week. I, I don't like that it's a really public favorite and that the line's really kind of eh, hasn't really gone towards 14. I was expecting that game to close it right around 14 because uh, I don't think Maryland's very good. They couldn't stop Dotson last week. And if they couldn't stop him, I don't see how they're going to stop Kenneth Walker, who played really well, you know, even though Michigan State lost uh, against Purdue last week. And I'm going to give it another crack with Houston this week. Yeah. I don't understand how they didn't cover last week against USF. <laughs> Oh, wait, I do. They gave up two two kickoff returns for touchdowns, and they still almost covered the game. I lost by the hook. Uh, Temple's bad. I mean, Temple just lost 45-3 to to ECU. Goodness gracious. Um, So that's a spot for me. I would play that up to probably 26 or 27. It looks like it'll probably close under that. And I'll be honest, uh, Tim, I didn't have a ton else on the card this week. I think that that uh, Baylor-Oklahoma game is going to be super interesting. Um, I want to see if Caleb Williams can, you know, take that show on the road and continue to play at that level. If he can, I think Oklahoma still in the mix, obviously. Um, uh, personally, I've got a, a, a Boston College over oh. uh, season win total bet that I'm sweating out this week at Georgia Tech. That game's interesting. Um, I, like, I was surprised yeah, I'll, I'll that they weren't you, favored I'll, in that game. I'll, I'll cut you off here uh, because I, I think I think BC closes a favorite. I, I really do. Uh, we had Brad Powers on earlier this week. He loved Boston College. Uh, I just gave it on the bankroll. I played at Moneyline earlier this week, too. Uh, it seems kind of public, uh, but I just think Phil Dracovic brings a different uh, wrinkle. You know, last week, we, you know, it was a red bandana game. It was a Friday night. They were jacked up. They go down to Georgia Tech this week. But, you know, Phil Dracovic flat out said, you know, he didn't play that well. He went 7-13, uh, ran for 65 yards, and then another week. I think he's better. And uh, I'm with you, man. I got a 7 uh, win total mm. here. So we, this is this Man. is desperation is mode to try to get to the push level here. But I, I, I think Boston College, uh, as a short road dog, I, I like them to take care of business. Yeah. What about your Irish this week? Uh, you know, we're doing the show on Pixwise today. Lauren Jabara said she liked the Irish. Um, lines moving in their favor. It does look, I would say that that's a decent spot for them, I, right? I, I, I think my, my spidey senses are telling me Brendan Armstrong's not going to play. I, I really, it, yeah. you know, that line's, uh, you know, right before we hit the air tonight, uh, that line starts racing, uh, and it goes yeah. to six and a half. Doesn't get through seven, but um, you know, if I'm, you know, I, and and humans made fun of me for this, but if I'm Bronco <laughs> Mendenhall, uh, and I, you know, I look at what the ACC is doing right now, and I've got a game against Pitt next week, and basically Brennan Armstrong is my entire team. He leads the country in all-purpose yards. I'm not putting him out there against Notre Dame to get his ribs banged up in a game yeah. that essentially means nothing. So I think there's a reason for that line move. Uh, Notre Dame was a public side, but as you well know, Jared, the line was going the other way earlier this week, and now we're getting this 
steady stream yeah. going upwards. I, I I think there's a good chance either you see little of or no of Brendan Armstrong uh, tomorrow night in Charlottesville. The college markets are so funny because the the lines move fast. Like the NFL markets are a little bit more slower, gradual throughout the week. The college markets, like you wake up one morning and it's three points yeah. the next day. Yeah, there's um, no and I think that's just because there's a, th- those markets are just thinner. And when the sharp action comes in and the smart money comes in, um, they're quicker to move those lines. And I think the key numbers don't hold as much weight in college as they do in the NFL. That's why you so, never um, tease college football, never. Jared. Never, never tease college football. Never. You're the man. Have a good weekend. Let's go Saints. Let's go Chiefs. Let's go Buckeyes. Let's bring it all home. There he is. Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Check him out with PicksWise. We will uh, take a look at the Circa Millions on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. You know, the holidays are coming up. It's time to get shopping, looking for those best deals. I got a deal for you. The midseason special here at VSN. For only 99 bucks, you get everything VSN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. Well, it's not upcoming anymore. It's already out. This is a great deal. 99 bucks. Rest of the football season. Head on over to vcin.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Sean didn't make it in today. Sean uh, was on assignment, but he did let us know his bankroll plays. And we will get to those in the final segment. And how glorious is it going to be for me to get to talk about his bankroll plays? However, I saw one of them, and I'm not super thrilled about it. So uh, we will get to those uh, in the final segment, his bankroll plays. And uh, they actually, we have a common one, and eh. Not as fun as last week when he went with Wake Forest, which was glorious. Um, so we will get to that uh, in just a little bit. We'll revisit my bankroll. Uh, before we get to Circa Millions, uh, it is halftime out at Pauley Pavilion, UCLA, leading Villanova 32-30. to And how about this uh, last-second cover of the first half? First half line closed one and a half, folks. And UCLA, Johnny Juzang hits a jumper, a fadeaway with one second to go to make it 32-30 to 30 going into the half. Uh, and Colin Gillespie had just missed a, fee- a free throw. I believe it was one and one, uh, which is probably, which is pretty rare. So uh, UCLA gets the first half cover, uh, 32-30. Slow start for Villanova. Uh, they got it rolling there. Colin Gillespie with 12 points at the break. Justin Moore, who was phenomenal in the season opening victory against Mount St. Mary's, little stiffer competition tonight going up against, you know, the number two team in the country in UCLA. Uh, just two points and three fouls. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Justin Moore, uh, just one for four from the field. 0 for one from three. Missed a couple free throws. Uh, Johnny Juzang has kind of uh, been all over the place. 0 for five from three. So it, it wasn't the, uh, the prettiest first half, to say the least. But UCLA does go into the locker room with a two-point lead. Uh, they closed as a three-point favorite in most spots, and uh, now they have that one-point, or excuse me, two-point lead going into 
the break. Uh, just bouncing around college basketball a little bit tonight. Actually, I want to give you an NBA score. How about this? Minnesota is visiting the Lakers tonight. Here at Circa, Minnesota closed a one-point favorite. Now, no LeBron, uh, not that surprising. Here's what was surprising. The Lakers led at the half. Okay, not that. I mean, it's not crazy. They led by uh, led by five at the half. The Minnesota Timberwolves outscored the Lakers 40-12 to in the third quarter, and they lead 88-61 to right now. Yikes. I mean, this Lakers team, I think most of us expected. LeBron sidelined. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook tonight, 10 points, four boards, three assists, four turnovers. Um, so, yowzers. And Carmelo Anthony, who has been phenomenal this year for the Lakers, really can't take anything. Everything they've gotten has exceeded expectations. Uh, one for 12 from the field tonight, one of eight from three. So, it is now 91 to 61. The second half score is 47 to 12. 47 to 12. I mean, that is that is absolutely uh incredible. Santa Clara. Shout out to the uh, Fighting Steve Nashes up 21 over Stanford. Uh they are a 3-point home dog tonight in Oregon on their funky court there, beating SMU uh, by 23. That one uh, midway through the second half. Uh, so Dana Altman squad off to a good start there. They were laying seven here at Circa against the Ponies of SMU, and they lead big, 72-49. to 49. All right, let's get to the uh, Circa Millions. Each week we pick out five games in our hypothetical uh, Circa Million run here. Uh, I don't know how they did last week. It was Sean and, uh, and Scott. So now I've got... Uh, Full, full reins of, uh, of what to do here. Uh, and my first selection, no doubt, is going to be the Saints plus three. Uh, this is a, you know, getting a good number. Um, you look at the current market, where it stands on this game, a lot of two and a halves, a lot of juice threes. Uh, so I will take a, uh, take a shot here um, with the Saints on the road plus the three. That'll be our, our first play here. Uh, on the Circa Millions. And then, you know, I mean, the big thing is you kind of want to look at where the line is right now. Are you getting good value? A couple weeks ago, uh, Sean yelled at me because I took the Vikings. Well, they were, you know, in the contest, a dog, and they were a favorite because Dak Prescott was going to be ruled out. Didn't work out, right? The Vikings lost that game outright, uh, and we did not get that closing line value. But the Dallas game's interesting uh, because this line moved a lot today. So you're looking here at Circa, uh, Dallas only laying seven and a half, and uh, in the contest, it's nine. Now, no, not through any key numbers, um, but I'm going to take the points with the Falcons here in this spot. As we know, you know these, these big dogs have been covering and winning outright. Um, so a decent move today for the Falcons and Cowboys. Once again, not through a key number, down to seven and a half from nine. Uh, and that's what it is in the contest. So... I'm going to take the point and a half of, uh, of line value. Uh, Cowboys losing last week, uh, getting blown out. Some people might think this is a bounce-back spot for them. Uh, but I, I don't mind the Falcons here, so I'll take the Falcons uh, to add that. So we got a little uh, NFC South flavor. Do we go with the Buccaneers laying the nine and a half? So far this year, the Buccaneers do not have a cover on the road. 0-4 ATS, while Washington is the worst 
ATS team in the league. They are 1-7 against the spread. No thanks. I'm going to pass on that game. Uh, I would probably lean towards taking the points with Washington, but not really uh, all that interested. I will go to Sunday Night Football, and I'm going to be a square here. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, in the contest, it's under two and a, it's under three at two and a half. You look across the board, uh, they're really um, South Point. You know they don't do juice numbers. Uh, they're sitting at two and a half, uh, but here at Circa, uh, it's minus one fifteen, so five cents extra. Uh, at Westgate, minus a dollar twenty. At DraftKings, it's a three minus one hundred five. Uh, I I just like this spot for Kansas City. I really do. Uh, I think this is a spot uh, for the Chiefs to potentially. Uh, get right, and at five and three, uh, five and four, excuse me, the Raiders being five and three, this is a, an opportunity for them to leapfrog the Raiders into first place in the AFC West. Now, we'll see what the Chargers do. They could, you know, help themselves out too, but I think this is a buy low spot on the Chiefs. Two and seven ATS this year, uh, been terrible ATS going back to midseason last year, but. Maybe that Packers game defensively, they found something. I know it was against Jordan Love, but I, I like the Chiefs, uh, especially if we're getting under that key number of three. I wouldn't be surprised by the time this game tipped off or kicked off here in Vegas. This is three, maybe three and a half. I bet you as soon as it touches three and a half, it'll get gobbled up. I bet you this thing closes three, uh, and that's where it settles in. Uh, but there are a couple of shops clearly trying to hold steady there uh, at two and a half. Uh, another game. That really intrigues me, and uh, we're getting three. I'm taking the Eagles on the road at the Broncos. We're seeing a lot of movement here uh, on the Eagles. Um, at Circa right now, you're looking at one and a half. Uh, other spots in town sitting at one and a half. So uh, a lot of steady action, uh, you know, sharp money coming in on the Eagles, and we're getting that that important number of three in the contest where right now, uh, market-wide, it's – consensus two, but here at circuits, one and a half, another shop just down the road. It's at one and a half. And we get that really important number of three low scoring game, you know, low total there, uh, in Denver of 45 Denver coming off that big time win, uh, last week against, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So I'll take a go- another good number. Uh, I'm going to take three. So right now we're at four on our circa millions. We're rolling with the Falcons plus the nine. Uh, that's currently at circa seven and a half. We're taking the Saints plus the three. That's a lot of two and a halfs out there. Taking the Chiefs. We're laying the two and a half. Eagles plus the three. And we got one final pick to make uh, here. And I'm going to hold my nose. This is probably a terrible decision. But I'm going to ride in honor of my guy, Sean King. And his favorite quarterback in the NFL right now, Mike White. I'm going to roll with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going to take the 11 and a half. Home dog, catching 11 and a half. Mike White back there under center. Why not? The Bills didn't score a touchdown in Jacksonville. They're laying 11 and a half. Give me those points. Falcons, Saints, Chiefs, Eagles, and the J-E-T-S, Mike White's will be our five selections for the Circa Millions. When we come back, we'll take a look at Sean's bankroll, recap mine, and some final thoughts as we send you off into the weekend. It's the Nightcap here on Visa.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find 
great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Wrapping things up, Hoops Peterson, the Greg Hoops Peterson Experience. Coming up top of the hour, Tim Murray hanging out with you live from our Circa Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Folks, this game we're watching right now, Villanova and UCLA, you would think it's March. This is some high, high-level college basketball. Early on in the game, it was sluggish. Missed shots galore. We were talking about maybe there's some jitters. Maybe they're, you know, not used to the rims, whatever it is. But if you just watch the last three, four minutes of this game, it was shot-making after shot-making, big three after big three, big-time players stepping up, notable names. Colin Gillespie's three for five from three. He's got 15 points to lead the way for Villanova. Johnny Juzang, who had been playing awful to start the game, he now can't miss a shot. He's got 13 points. Jaime Jaquez is sitting there with nine points. Jules Bernard has eight points. Justin Moore is starting to find his rhythm here with three fouls. Uh, Jermaine Samuels, he's got three threes. This is a fun basketball game. Villanova started, I want to say, 0 of 6 from 3. They're now 7 of 13. Um, UCLA, maybe not shooting at that same level, still 6 of 15. Some high-level college basketball, folks. And this is really good. And hopefully just a foreshadowing of of what we can get tomorrow night. Gonzaga and Texas. And uh, just before we uh, show you Sean's bankroll, let's just check real quickly what that line currently sits at tomorrow night. 10.30 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, out at the kennel in Spokane, Washington. And uh, right now, open 7.5 in most spots here in town. Open 8.5 at DraftKings. But kind of goes to show you, I was talking to Jim Root earlier today. He said he set his number at 7.5. It's sitting there at 7.5. Um, I did play Gonzaga, or sorry, Texas, I beg your pardon, at the 7.5. We talked to Matt Humans earlier in the show. He's on Texas uh, a little bit. Uh, and the and the reason is, um, you know, I I know that Texas has lost a ton. They did, and there's a lot of overturn there with the with the Longhorns heading into that game. But Jalen Suggs is gone. Corey Kispert is gone. Uh, Joel Ayayi is gone. So there's a lot of pieces gone. Chet Holmgren is phenomenal. He's gonna be a great talent. Could be Player of the Year this year in, in college basketball. Uh, Drew Timmy's back. Uh, Andrew Nemhart's back. They've got really good people. Hunter Salas is coming off the bench. But I just look at Chris Beard catching seven and a half points, deep team in Texas. Uh, I will go with the Longhorns here, plus the seven and a half tomorrow night. So late night action tomorrow night uh, there for college basketball. 13.53 to go out at Pauley Pavilion. One-point game, Villanova leading UCLA. Villanova closed two and a half or three-point dogs. Uh, Last night on the show, we talked about it. We grabbed the four and a half. All right. Let's get to Mr. King, Sean King's bankroll. Uh, remind me, Aaron, I, he lost uh, all. Oh, yeah, he lost every dollar last week. He went all in on Wake Forest and lost everything. So let's take a look at his bankroll. I have not fully digested it. I saw it over at the corner of the eye. Oh, really? He went with Notre Dame. Okay. All right, so he went with my Irish, and he got a good number. Uh, it's now sitting at six and a half. Uh, that happened right before the show. We had to turn these in prior to that. So I uh, got that good number under the key number of six. Can't disagree. You know, once again, talking to Brad Powers earlier this week, 
Uh, I think his quote was, it's a free roll at five and a half because if Brendan Armstrong doesn't play, this number should be north of, maybe north of 10. Uh, But if he does play, how healthy is he? Is he going to be 100%? So hard to disagree uh, with his play there. He's going to go 400 to win 363 on Notre Dame minus five and a half, that number now at six and a half. And then we've got a, uh, a common play. We're going Arkansas, both of us, Minus the two and a half, so, you know, buyer beware out there. Both Sean and I uh, feeling simpatico here on Pig Suey. Uh, but we've talked about this, this spot a lot. You know, Arkansas, um, not to say that they looked great against Mississippi State. I thought they were a bit fortunate to, uh, to get out with a victory against Mississippi State last week. Mississippi State missing a late field goal. But it's, it's, it's the fate of LSU. And LSU clearly has bought in to Ed Orgeron. But how are they going to respond to that Alabama game? I mean, that is the big, big question. How do you possibly respond to giving everything you got? By the way, I'm watching. I mean, this game is unbelievable. Johnny Juzang, who started off just horrible, is you can't miss. And Villanova's going punch for punch. I mean, this is like Rocky and Apollo, man. I mean, they are just trading blows left and right. Uh, I don't even know if it's bad defense. It's just really quality shot making and it is a 49-48 game Villanova leading UCLA by one with 12-14 to go if you are on UCLA you feel okay if you're on Villanova you feel okay i at this point the shot making that's going on i mean this is why i took the points this is what i kind of felt like it would be and this is just high level premier college basketball in early november all right back to the bankroll uh, let's take a look. He's got a money line or some sort of parlay down there on the bottom. He's got Boston College plus the two, Missouri minus the one, which I agree with. I, I like both of those plays. Missouri was um, Kenny's favorite play of the week. And then UL Monroe money line to wrap this out. UL Monroe is a three-point home favorite against Arkansas State. So about a five-to-one money line, or five-to-one parlay there, excuse me. BC plus the two, Missouri minus the one, and UL Monroe money line. And that'll cash him north of a thousand bucks on our bankroll here. Can't say I hate it. I don't know. Uh, about back in UL Monroe, but Arkansas State has kind of been a turnstile defensively this year. I like Missouri, love the spot. Uh, South Carolina coming off of that win against uh, Florida, who had a bunch of guys out, and they're going to be feeling themselves going into Missouri. I think Blazak is going to be back for Missouri. I personally have got Missouri, so <laughs> if we're if I'm going against Sean, uh, I really need UL Monroe to be off there because I've got BC. I've played Missouri personally, so... Come on, Arkansas State. Somehow pull out the upset, the slight upset down there against UL Monroe. All right, let's revisit my bankroll real quickly. Uh, We won't go through all the picks in depth like we did earlier in the show. So I've got Boston College on the money line as well. Uh, 120 to win 120. Even money odds there. Uh, Minnesota catching five on the road at Iowa. Uh, I'll do 220 to win 200 on the Golden Gophers. Coming off that loss to Illinois. No one wants to back the Gophers, but sharp action coming in on on Minnesota, that line down to four and a half, four in some spots. I'm like Sean, 
Uh, we talked about this spot a lot this week. We're laying the two and a half with Arkansas at LSU, two twenty to win two hundred for me. Ohio State minus the twenty and a half. Purdue now a public dog after the win last week uh, over Michigan State, one ten to win one hundred. Washington State situational spot for me. Coming off a bye, they cover their two games since Rolovich was fired. Oregon has Utah next week. Coming off the Washington game, maybe a letdown look-ahead situation there for the Ducks. 110 to win 100. Mario Cristobal in his last seven games as a double-digit favorite. He is 0-7 against the number. And then my NFL play, Saints plus the three. Only one I could find there at time of uh, submission was a juice three, so minus 120, 120 to win 100. And then I also took the Saints on the money line at plus 130. So um, big weekend here for college football. You know, I think the biggest thing I am looking for is Oklahoma. Is Oklahoma ready to take that next step? You know, we talked to Scott Seidenberg uh, last night, who was all in on Oklahoma. Look, I've got an eight to one future on them. And I think that taking a peek at a Caleb Williams Heisman ticket, which I am opposed against in the sense of I don't think he should be able to win this award. That said, it's open, man. I mean, you look at Bryce Young, didn't really play all that well against LSU. How is he going to fare against Georgia? CJ Stroud. Got big games coming, but he hasn't really stepped up either. I think Caleb Williams, the talent that he has, the big games that are left, while I disagree that he really should be up for it, doesn't matter what I think. It's a matter of who's going to vote for him. There's some old school voters who might not vote for him. I think Caleb Williams is worth a look if you believe they're going to take advantage. To me, Oklahoma-Baylor is one of the most interesting games of the weekend. Michigan-Penn State... I like the under. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. Weather, wind gusts. So we will see. Always fun to recap all this on Monday. Thanks to Derek Stevens. Thanks to Big Balls, Matt Newman's JVT. Thanks to Jared Smith. Thanks to you, GP, Greg Peterson. Up next right here on the Nightcap. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.